Hello, good morning. Today, I'd like to share with you from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable, The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The true meaning of life does not lie in material possessions. A time of trial is the hour of death. Human life acquires meaning only from the relationship with God. Today we are going to receive a practical proposal on how to live life, enjoying the material things that God gives us, giving thanks for the ability to work that we have, giving thanks for the material blessings that we have, but putting everything in its right place. Jesus is asked to take part in an inheritance dispute. It happens that the claimant is apparently deceived by his brother on the issue of inheritance. When something like this happened at that time, they would go to a scribe or a teacher, as we would today go to a notary or a lawyer. At that time, a teacher who was characterized by his justice and his honorability was consulted. That is why this man looked to Jesus, because he knew that at least he could tell him the truth. We don't know if this person was a follower of Jesus or if he was just going there because he wanted to ask a private question. The truth is that this man had high hopes for Jesus in his request. However, this man experiences a great surprise when Jesus begins to speak. One of those big surprises that many people experience when they ask something that they already know the answer to, but are still surprised when they hear it. God himself puts the answers to our questions in our hearts if we really ask him sincerely. This man is surely surprised to hear Jesus' answer, We believe that this man already knew what Jesus was going to answer him. There are many who think that they can get rich only with possessions without thinking about the different type of wealth that God asks. Jesus refuses to answer this man. He didn't reject him because he wasn't qualified or entitled because we also saw other occasions when the people or the Pharisees asked him questions and answered them. In this case, he is only interested in saving this man from the danger of greed, because this man believed that by increasing his wealth, 
he would be able to ensure his life. Jesus did not want in any way to let himself be put on that side of human selfishness. We know very well that Jesus' intention in introducing parables or stories was because he wanted people to understand him the best possible way. And that's why he made his sermons the easiest way. And he became famous, not only because he was the Son of God, of course, but because the whole world could understand him. In this case, he tells them an imaginary story. All the parables are imaginary stories, so that people understand better. Jesus makes it clear that they who want to secure their life through possessions live outside the reality of life and have become full. And what is the fundamental error of this farmer in the parable? He believes that he has control over nature, that he knows the rains, the crops, and the land, and that he also believes that he manages the money that he has and may have with his field without a dependent relationship with God. And he gets so mad at one point that he thinks he's almost God and that nothing has more value than his innumerable grains and that he no longer has the need to harvest. So he must die to realize that it's not nature or effort alone that gives growth and wealth and that everything is fruitful and sustaining. God has given us life on loan for a time, and one day he will ask us for it. When the fool begins to believe that he can dispose of his life, he's saying to himself, according to the Bible, My soul, my soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. Then God comes and takes his life. And many times we may have had moments in our lives similar to what happened to the character in the parable, in which we have believed to dispose of our life, perhaps for a long time we did well or very well with our finances, with society, with our families, and suddenly one day some misfortune struck our life or that of some of our relatives, and that happens that we realize our limitations as human beings. We have to know or rather recognize that we are totally dependent on God, that we are nothing without Him. There are many people who believe that they don't need God, that they don't need to congregate with the brothers and sisters in the church or belong to a church, that these are secondary things in life. It's not the most important thing in life. But what will happen if one day a voice tells us, like the character in the parable, this very night, your life is being demanded of you. Will we be ready, prepared, with a clear conscience in this regard, or will happen the same as to the rich fool? What kind of materials, possessions, or riches are we giving to God right now? A very rich lady dreamed that the Lord had called her to heaven and that she was walking through its streets. She suddenly saw a very nice and big house that they were building. That woman thought that perhaps that house would be for her. She was very surprised to learn that it was for her gardener. 
It's not possible, exclaimed the good lady. If on earth he had only one humble house, maybe he'd have better one if he hadn't helped others so much. The guys said nothing, and they continued on their way. Shortly after they arrived at small house without much value, compared to the previous one, it was almost ridiculous. This is your house, the guide announced. The woman soon fainted and protested that she had always lived in palaces on earth. Yes, we already know, said the guide, adding sadly, the king of heaven did the best he could with the materials you sent him. What kind of materials, possessions, are we sending to heaven for the house the Lord is building for us there? The materials are the good things that we do for God and in favor of others, and that we do them out of love for the Lord and for them. God does want to give us all those material things that we need and that provide us with a more comfortable and satisfying life. The universe is rich in every way. There is abundance in every way. The abundance of the universe is infinite. So is God also infinitely generous. He wants to give us everything we need, but first we he wants our surrender to him and our recognition of his omnipotence. That's how God's principles work. He first wants us to recognize through our worship that he is first, not us. God wants to bless us materially, but first we must put God's things first. How is it done? Recognizing that he is the giver of everything we have and putting our lives at his service first before our personal projects. He wants to see first our giving and how generous we are to him in the use we make of our time for him, his church, the gospel, and our neighbors. In the same way, he'll be generous with us. The message for today is simple. Sometimes, perhaps, it's so simple that it's difficult to accept it. Because there are many who, within themselves, have a resistance to depending on the generous will of God. Jesus, with this parable, wants to bring us a message of release for our lives tormented by the economic problems of our present and our future, and a message of release for our fears and anxieties. The Lord tells us, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. In Matthew chapter 6, the mistake of many is putting material things in our lives first and God's things second. Let us put God first to meet with our brothers and sisters, to share what we have with our neighbors, to do good to everyone in our community, to give what we have from our hearts to others. Let us do all these things that Jesus advises us, and economic safety will no longer be a concern. We pray, Lord, help us that our life may be rich in joy for this life that we have, and that we may recognize that you are the one who gives it and makes it grow. Amen. I wish you a wonderful week.